Seinfeld. The finale recap is over, but we're just getting started answering your feedback questions one more time here on Seinfeld, the post recap podcast about nothing. And now here are the two guys who have uh, a mailbag full of letters and no Newman in sight. I'm Rob Sisterner. Here is Akiva Winokur. Keeve, how are you? Rob, I feel like we're one of those bands. We're like the Rolling Stones and we're on like our eighth like this no this really is the last tour yeah this is it this is like the last concert we're, not, we're like, then like two and years Oates. later not even yeah. the rolling stones the whole and Oates, right no, no no we're we're the bad rolling stones but like the whole and Oates, uh like do they keep saying they're done and then keep coming back for more mm-hmm. right we're like the mike francesa of podcasting well he says he's really done <laughs> we'll see but yeah so like last week was our last episode but then this week is like our, our really our last episode for real but mm-hmm. then the Frogger episode uh, live November 7th right. in New York City is, is our last episode. And we're also starting a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast right. this week. And literally we're podcasting three days from now. That's correct. <laughs> right. Like in, in, this, in the same sort of canon of world, sort of. So Right. We're, we're done, but we're not even close to being done. Like we're graduating high school, but we're going to the same college and we're going to be roommates. I thought it was like we graduated high school, but we failed the region. So we're in summer school. <laughs> we're in summer school. Fine. There you go. All right. So that is around the corner. The Curb Enthusiasm ninth season of Curb Enthusiasm uh, kicking off. Yes. Which makes everyone's going to be asking in a few months when it's done. Hey, what about season 10? Yeah. But there is some symmetry there of nine seasons of Curb, nine seasons of Seinfeld. Yes. But Larry is, is very into numbers. So is Jerry. And, and, and he is. I don't know if he's like a real one upper, but. He has said that uh, 10, 10 seasons is like a nice round number to him. Remember, yeah. he didn't decide to end Seinfeld. He left after seven. It wasn't, you know, for all we know, he wanted there to be a 10th season. I mean, literally every new episode ultimately would have been millions and millions of dollars in his pocket. So I'm sure he would have been thrilled with a 10th season. Yeah, he would have wanted them to keep on going. Anyway, uh, so we won't be keeping on going with this podcast. We talked about the finale this past week, and now we are going to be talking about uh, some of the extracurricular stuff that we do in terms of ranking the episode and then also answering your feedback. Uh, Keith, what kind of reception did our finale recap get? I think people were just I think it was mostly people were sad that we're done. Mm hmm. Did people feel like that we were too hard or too soft on the finale? I thought I, you know, I thought that uh, people would think that you were too hard personally. Mm -hmm. And maybe people would be like a little, you know, taken aback by how positive I was about the finale. But I did think people would think you were too hard. But I also think like we sort of have, uh, you know, like uh, 175 episodes of like, you know, we're not afraid to dish out criticism, even though we love the show. So I think we did spend a lot of time warning people. Uh, you know, unlike the actual episode, which didn't really, you know, spend, uh, you know, they didn't really spend nine seasons warning people that they were going to end up in jail. But I think we sort of did. <laughs> OK. All right. So, Keith, we're going to start off today with giving out our letter grades uh, for the finale. And I think that this is going to be a difficult exercise, but you seem more confident about this. Yeah, I think there is certainly a germ of a storyline. Uh, the only thing is Jerry and George are basically never apart. Right. They're, I don't think they're ever apart at any point. So Jerry and George need to get one grade. But Elaine and Kramer do have, you know, sort of C storylines that take us through the first 15, 20 minutes of the episode and then and then tie up in the last scene. OK. All right. So do you start with Jerry getting the opportunity to remake Jerry? Right. So Jerry and George, it's just, you know, closing one of their more sort of like uh, prolific storylines, like a storyline that happened a bunch of times. Uh, and I, I, I liked, you know, I love season four. Season four, of course, a classic season, and and I, I like. You know, I have no problem with with them going back to this well. Uh, you know, it's a little meta, but I, I it's it doesn't bother me. Um, I like the little pee party aspect of it. Uh, even you know that's a fun joke in the finale. Um, so I, I'll give this an A minus. A minus. Wow. Just I mean, for going to NBC. I, yeah, I love you know I love the NBC stuff. So to go back there, I was excited at the beginning of the episode. Ooh, we're gonna get a show on the air. Keep you're in such a generous mood. Well, it was last week. Also, you think I'm still in a generous mood from last week? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Then I will say um, I will give it a, a B. It's just that there is not a lot of stuff going on here. What where about the Ted Danson stuff? The Ted Danson stuff is funny. That's funny, but I feel like that that was George's line. George's line, but this, no, this is a Jerry George grade. I'm grading both of them. Oh, together. All right, fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll upgrade it to a B plus on the strength of the Ted Danson callback. Okay, perfect. 
Okay. Uh, what about Elaine with Jill calling Jill? Yeah, I, I do think as like a, if this was in a normal episode, I think this is actually like a funny bit. Yeah. Right. We, actually, we never see Jill. She gets the most fleshed out storyline, I feel like, out of everybody that has like a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. I, I, I like the idea of like the jail phone call being like a key phone call. Plus, I, I, I we, you know, a lot of people wrote in and said this, but like, I love the symmetry of like, we're ending the show as cell phones start. Like, I like the idea that now she has a cell phone in the finale. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So I'll give this an A minus. A minus. I'll give it a B plus also. I mean, there just was n- a, not a lot there in terms yeah, of. Like we said last week, we just spent so much time with, uh, you know, with the actual court case that this it's not a normal episode's worth of stuff where, you know, it's a little bit thinner than a normal than a normal episode. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And then finally, Kramer, who really does not have a storyline, Keeve. No, Kramer. Well, he does. He's got water in his ear. Yeah, we don't see him at the beach. It seemed like a little bit was cut out. There, there's more than deleted scene of him with the car. Uh, but yeah, the water in the ear. It's just a, it's just a mechanism to get them on the ground. He does get it out. They do solve it. Um, but uh, I'll, you know, I'll give it a C. Nothing bad. Nothing. You know, it's harmless, but nothing great. Okay. I mean, if I can't give it an NA, I will give it a D. Okay. Not that's that tough, exciting. but, that but yeah, uh, listen, it's not it's not like we spent 15 minutes with it and you gave it a D. It's almost like a D slash N.A. Right. As in, like, this was somebody like scribbled this down on the way to school and there's not a lot there. So I'll give it a D. All right. Keeve. Now, this is getting a little bit more interesting. Are, are we going to get into the ranking numerically of the finale and then you revealing the top nine? Yeah, we could do both those things. Okay. Is the Frogger in the top nine? No, we finished the top nine uh, in season eight. We, okay. we close the book on the top nine. All right. So, Keeve, where do you have the finale? You're very high on the finale. I, I feel mm-hmm. like that you should, that, uh, can I just come out with my number guess? Yeah, guess. I might guess that you have the finale as high as 43. I have to say, we have some uh, loyal listeners. And one of the listeners, uh, and I don't, rem- I don't have it in front of me right now. Yeah, someone said, wow, I think you're really high on the finale. I, I'm pretty sure where it is. And I said, where? And they nailed the number. It's like and, Battleship. And, yeah, right. They had tracked it. And that's like if Chester was doing it fine. But like for a non-Chester, non-Falconer to do this, I'm very mm-hmm. impressed. Like a bunch of people really sent us like stats and stuff this week. I'm, you know, we should we should really be honored. I feel like that people. One thing I was thinking about, like the the uh, sort of the listeners and the mailbag writers, especially like for however popular the podcast was, we really, you know, like the people who were with us from day one really stuck with us the whole way. Yeah, they hung in. You know, like the people who were writing in have really been writing in since we started the mailbag in season two. Yeah. So uh, this person nailed it. I was blown away. Uh, I'm a little bit higher than your guess of 43. Uh, I'm as high on this as pretty much anybody would be in in rankings like this. But I like, you know, I have to speak my truth. And that's when I watched the finale. I loved it. And the fact that, you know, I can't retcon now that everyone hates it, that it, it was bad to me. So I have the finale all the way up at number 29. 29 wow you might be higher on the finale than anybody they yeah, should have got I, you on the inside look i i probably should be and, and listen objectively as an episode of television it's bad it's not a good episode of television it's a mess you and i could easily slice eight minutes out of there without breaking a sweat mm-hmm. right it's 55 minutes it probably should be 42 you know 44 um it, it, there's a lot of problems with it it's it's too dark like they didn't need to end up in jail but I just enjoyed it in real time. And, and, you know, that's all you could ask for a show. They didn't, you know, they weren't intending for, for it to be picked apart 25 years later. Like we've been saying this whole time. <laughs> L- but let me ask you a question. Yes. On IMDb, this is by far the lowest ranked episode. It is a 7.3. I think some of the very early episodes have like a 7.7, 7, maybe the dog or male on bonding. Right. Maybe a 7.8, actually. Nothing below 7.8 except the finales. Yeah, the finales is 7.3. Is this the worst episode of the series to you? No, it's not the worst episode of the series. But if you had to guess, you don't have rankings, but if you had to guess out of 169, would it be like 150-ish, 160? No, I mean, I probably have it somewhere uh, around 100. I mean, it's hard just for the nostalgia of that every they bring everybody back. So that's exciting in terms of seeing everybody. But just this, it could be the least funny episode of the entire series. Yeah, okay. I mean, a lot of, there are a few times we've said that where it's like, oh, they... There's too much plot, and they really didn't even try and put jokes in. There was a couple 
sort of like very serious episode. I'd of the say Triad. this. And I guess, Unapologetically, yeah. it is one of the 10 least funny episodes of the series. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I'm not disagreeing, but, uh, you know, I like it for sentimental reasons. And that's why it's 29. OK, you have such a big heart. Listen, um, by the way, character grades uh, we were talking about a minute ago. Uh, a listener, Kyle King, sent in character grades. Yes. And he 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 averaged out like all of our, wow. you know, speaking of big heart and being positive, all of our like, you know, Akiva's Jerry grades, Akiva's Elaine grades, by the way, Elaine, 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 uh, Rob's Jerry, Rob's Elaine. Um, and the highest, do you want to guess the highest of anybody in well, the world? I lowest? have it open in front of me. Okay, you have it open. Uh, so the highest of anybody, Rob gave George, he must have, he does it by GPA because we do letters. We don't do numbers, mm-hmm. but he, he turned it into a GPA. Rob gave George 3.65. That is the highest of any of, you know, the eight grades between me and you on the core four. I mean, uh, Costanza to me is just the uh, modern day Aaron Judge, Keeve. He's just uh, mm-hmm. killing it day in and day out. He hits out. a lot of home runs when they're up 8-1, but strikes <laughs> out in close games. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. And the lowest is Rob on Elaine, 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 mm-hmm. uh, with a 2.70. Ouch. Which is, I, I haven't been in college in a while. What's a 2.70 in letters? Is that a B minus? Mm-hmm. That's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. George got the most A's. Jerry actually got the least A's, so he must have been solid with B pluses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kramer got the most incompletes. Akiva gave one A plus plus the entire series. I don't. I don't. I gave A plus pluses. I don't even remember that. Mm-hmm. I gave it to Kramer. You gave an A plus plus. Uh, you gave it to George. He says overall, Rob was a much harder critic. What's bizarre is Akiva called Rob the teacher who always gives A's. I said that to you once. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I want to know what episode did you give Kramer an A plus plus? Yeah, Kyle, let us know, and we will uh, probably never have the chance to discuss it um, okay. at the finale. We'll get really deep into the minutiae in front of everybody. Um, uh, you want to do the top nine, Rob? Right now? Yes, give us the top nine. You're going to go from right, can nine you, to do, one. Do you want to play a quick game? Sure. Can you? Can you? Because uh, you've heard these, but obviously, you know, some of them were two years ago. Can you guess quickly the episodes that I have in the top nine? In the top nine, okay. Do we so remember? Just uh, real, real quick. Uh, I know the contest. Yep, contest in the top nine. Contest is in the top nine. Um, I feel like that the Soup Nazi wasn't. Can I get a confirmation? Nope. Soup Nazi is in the top nine. It uh, is in the top nine. For people, if this is the first time you're ever listening to this podcast, by the way, we rank the episodes, or I rank the episodes, but anything in the top nine, I did not grade. That's why we're going to grade them now from nine to one. Hmm. It would be a weird episode to like start starting listening to the podcast with this one. Well, maybe people go from, uh, you know, left to right. You think they go backwards? Yeah, maybe. You know what I was thinking? Like, what if what if we had sort of like held the finale hostage? Like, we're going to start a Patreon just for the finale episode. Mm-hmm. But we won't release it unless it's like you give us $10,000 and some pull and peel Twizzlers. Wow. What do you what do you think about that idea? I mean, it's too late now. Yeah. Again, I, I don't even like the pull and peel Twizzlers. I they were oh, those were for me. We could have split the money 50-50, but the pull and peel Twizzlers yeah. were just for me. I don't even like um, pull and peel Twizzlers. Is the Jimmy in the top nine? Yeah, the Jimmy was in the top nine. Hmm. When you miss one, we'll stop this. Okay. Well, as a boy. Then uh, what was the Hamptons? Say, I thought you were going to just guess mail on bonding to end the bit. No. Yeah, the Hamptons, yes. Hamptons, yes. Uh, what about... Uh, the Fusilli Jerry. Uh, it's a good guess, but no, Fusilli Jerry was at number 24. All right, I'm going to run down the top nine, and then we'll get into the mailbag. At number nine, I had the, right outside, by the way, was the Bubble Boy. I had it at number 10. Bubble Boy, one of our biggest discrepancies, you were not super high on the Bubble Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine, Bizarro Jerry. Number eight from season seven, the only season seven episode. None, none of the top nine are from the first three seasons, FYI, or from season nine. So they're all from four to eight. Uh, Soup Nazi was number eight. The opposite great episode was uh, number seven. The comeback uh, was number six. The Jimmy was number five. The yada yada is number four. The only season four episode, you know, arguably the best season, according to many people in the top nine is the contest at number three. The marine biologist at number two. We also had a long debate about that because the 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 scene in monks, I think it's top is the best scene in, in the series. In my opinion, but you know, it, it, the episode as a whole maybe isn't as perfect as some of these others and some of the others in the top nine. And to me, the most perfect episode of the series, even though the very end tag isn't great, 
my number one episode is the Hamptons. I feel like the Hamptons from A to D storyline is amazing. I don't love the tomato thing at the end, but there's just so much gold in the Hamptons from shrinkage to, to you know, breathtaking. And it, it, there's just so many repeatable, important lines. The Hamptons, to me, is clearly the best episode in the series. So congratulations to the Hamptons. Number one. Congratulations to the Hamptons <laughs> and the ratings for the Hamptons. There was no shrinkage there. Still number yeah. one. Uh, and let me ask, let me ask you, uh, off the top of your head, what's your number one episode from the series? Keith. And don't say we have to rewatch everything. We gotta so go you back. Could, uh, if we go back, you have to also do episode ranking. Okay. Well, if we go back, I'll do episode rankings. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, it's so hard for, uh, like again, it, it, like I could watch something and then talk about it, but then it's kind of out of my brain. For, I know, I know. Uh, of those nine, which one would be your number one? How about that? Okay. Um, I mean, the Jimmy was one that I really loved uh, in the moment. Uh, the contest, of course, uh, is iconic as well. So I feel like that I would go with one of those. Okay, fair enough. Okay. No, no real hot. Yeah, the contest, I think, gener- generally, if you look at rankings, it's something like contest one soup nazi two, like you know consensus rankings chester will write in some nerdy thing that we never get to read because that show's over uh and then like opposite three those are generally like one two and three yeah opposite uh the season five finale uh really good yeah listen they're all good top nine anything is good there's no you know there's no can't go wrong uh, okay no not that high johnny de silvera keeve has a stat for us today he tells us that the updated total runtime prior to today uh not including the finale or this podcast is 242 hours, one minute and 51 seconds. All right. 242 hours. So that's literally a tiny bit over 10 days, right? 10 days. 24 times 10 and is 240. We're at 242. So we're at 10 days heading after last week, which was very long into like 10 and a quarter days by the end of this. Yeah. It's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. We should have just done it all in like the first. We should have just spent like had a lot of coffee, done 10 days of this in 2014 and been done yeah we could have just knocked it all out like in a weekend yeah yeah like maybe a factor in like a little bit of sleep and two weeks we could have done it yeah wow that would we even discussed it then like what if we life changing right can you imagine if you could just like click post to an episode like for the last three years oh we did it already it's so nice to have it in the you know i'm sure sometimes you have a podcast in the can it's like oh we don't have to we once you and i once recorded a podcast in june and it didn't play till like February of the next year. It was a great feeling when you released it. Cause it's like, I didn't do any work for this. This was, you know, pre past, you know, past day Akiva eight months ago, Akiva did this and I'm just reaping the benefits from it. Right. But I thought I deleted it a couple of times. So it was a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I would have been very mad about that. Actually. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I was like, Oh, Akiva would have been really mad about that. So uh, that was rough. All right. Lindsay wants to know if we could go anywhere on a private jet, where would we go? I don't want to go anywhere. Is there a place yeah. you, you if there are you, but let's say you have to, let's have turn to go around. somewhere. Okay. Yes. And you have to bring the wife and kids. Okay. So factor oh that in. God. And you have to leave the United States because the places they decide between are all outside the U.S. What about Japan, Hawaii? Russia, Can I go to Hawaii? Switzerland, France. I mean, do you think that's not part of one of those birthers? you think it's not part of the United States or something? You have to leave the U.S. Okay. I mean, I would go someplace, uh, someplace in the tropics. I, that, uh, I would say the Car- uh, Caribbean, but I think they're not doing so hot right now. Well, you could also cop out and say Canada or Cancun and like not really go too far. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you know, I have no desire to be in, to go to Australia ever. I mean, I don't want to be on a plane for 20 hours with my kids or my wife. I think we heard I think we heard Louise's feelings by not coming to uh, Australia for the finale. I'm sorry. Louise. I haven't heard from Louise in a while. I, I think she's actually broken up about this. Yeah, I would do the Survivor podcast in Australia. I just don't want to go with everybody. So if your family's not coming, I think that like that's possible one day you could do. You have so many fans yeah. in Australia. I feel like that's not out of the realm of possibility. Not out of the realm of possibility. It's just such a long trip. Like you'd really have to, you have to get a lot of work done on the flight. To really, I, I would relish it. Why aren't planes faster? <laughs> kind of stupid, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like that. The it shouldn't take twenty really... hours to get like somewhere on this planet. It should be like a max should be nine hours. Yeah, it seems like they could go faster if they wanted to. Yeah, this is like this is like a rejected Jerry bit. All right, mm-hmm. what does John Gormley have to say? 
John says, one thing I noticed in a YouTube comment once, uh, it was a good point. In season two, the alternate side, Jerry calls up his thief played on the phone for Larry. Um, the YouTuber brought up the point that this Larry character heckling Jerry at the end of the finale, who was caught for Grand Theft Auto, thus they're the same person. I thought that was kind of clever. Okay. Right. So, so LB is the, is the car thief in the alternate side that we only hear on the phone. Yes. You buy that. L- and now and LD, as we mentioned last week, is the voice of the Grand Theft Auto guy in a tag at the end of the finale. I like it. I think it's an accident, but I think we could work it canonically. I think Car it's a accident? pretty smart point. Yes. I think I listen. I think we're on the same side here, not the old yeah. side. This is YouTube. Comment. I love it. I love it. It's a strong theory. That is a really good theory. I mean, I don't know if we give John the credit because he read it in the. By the way, the only thing on the YouTube comments that, that like didn't have like four, you know, like examples of hate speech in it. But that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, like, he cut it out. I'm sure there was, like, some true, some, like, true atrocities in that comment. Like, you know, Larry David, the Jew, who, uh, you know, wrote it in. But, uh, you ever shut yes. off comments on your, on your YouTube channel? Um, I can't think of a time that I did that. I've, I, I've seen it, like, more recently. I think it's a good idea. It's yeah. just, it's crazy what people, like, even compared to, like, Twitter or Facebook, it's just crazy what people say in the YouTube. No, YouTube is, uh, has terrible comments. Terrible. Um, okay. All right, Caleb from Atlanta. Uh, he, like, so George, George tells Jerry on the plane, uh, you know, that he cheated in the contest. Elaine is about to say, I always loved you, and Jerry ostensibly is going to say the same thing to Elaine. Is there another secret that someone in the core four should have, you know, revealed while the plane was going down? Caleb wants to know. That Kramer is a drug question. dealer? I mean, that would have been an opportune time to, like, say it. Uh, I mean, what? Yeah, like, Kramer definitely has some dark secrets, like, you know, what happened? Was he a nom or something like Kramer would have had? Is, but is there something we saw on the show? Not just theories like Kramer being a drug dealer that yeah. that, you know, w- what could Jerry have said? I mean, I think that Kramer is probably the only one that has things like that, where it's like, hey, Jerry, right. when you go out, I rearrange your apartment and do comedy shows and wear your suits when you're not home. Yeah, I mean, right. There's so much. But right. It's a lot of stuff we saw. And then some of the stuff they would have revealed, we ended up seeing in the finale. So mm-hmm. it would have been you know, overkill, right? Like, you know, Jerry could have been, cause I doubt Jerry told them that he robbed Mabel Choate, right? So he could have been like, I stole the marble rye and, and they would have been like, what? But then we, we find that out in just a few minutes. Right. So. And for the most part, in terms of like writing a TV sitcom, if some character has a secret in the episode, it's revealed by the end of the episode. Right. It's like, uh, uh, Chekhov's secret. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, the benefactor, says the season nine donation total pending, you know, the out the additional money from this episode is uh, which we're just going to leave running, by the way, Dan, uh, is five hundred eighty four dollars. Uh, also, the live frogger, we have to add. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a nice amount. Of money. He didn't put in his total. He'll let us know at the finale what the total is, because I believe Dan, the benefactor will be there. We got Dan, the benefactor and Sean well, Falcon. bringing a giant check to the live. Finale. Ooh, I want a novelty check. Dan, the benefactor. Well, I think the first eight seasons, he's already given the money. Yes, but still. So, I mean, yeah. you don't cash novelty that check. check anyway. Right. And then make it out to Kiva Robin. We'll we'll we know we'll know what to do. with it. Yeah, we'll give it. Okay. We'll give it to the baby buggy foundation. But thank you very much, Dan, for your. Thank for you, your Dan. Ar- Ariel, what does she have to say? As an alternate finale idea, I would have liked to have seen them get out to L.A. And in the course of working to get the show ready to go into production, they somehow, I guess, I I thought at first this was us. uh, They're talking about that in the series finale, the Seinfeld characters. And in the course of working the show to get ready to production, they somehow incorporate some more of the iconic characters and scenes into the show. Maybe there are scenes of auditions of characters like the time they audition people for Kramer's role. They could go through the whole process from casting and script writing and incorporating iconic scenes that way. Maybe just before they're ready to air the pilot, the cord is cut because NBC executives wanted to have the show about nothing in the lineup. And the show is shaping up to be less than nothing. And they're realizing it won't work. All right. So that's one theory. I Like, right. So the same idea, basically, may, but maybe getting in the the guest stars, you know, by somehow casting them. It's not crazy. It's, it would have been feasible, but being in LA, which is maybe a cooler location. The thing is we went to LA already. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we had never gone to LA, it would have been an interesting time to do it. We did. We went there uh, at the end of season three. I, I, it's not a terrible idea. Yeah. But I mean, it's pretty much exactly the season four idea, right? It's much closer to season four, right there. They're getting their reactions. We're right. So it's probably too close, but maybe people would have liked it more. 
that's that's not that's not crazy. Jim, the physics correspondent, wants to know what are our other favorite series finales and what series finales do we hate. On 32 Fans This Week, I really wanted to do a draft of series finales in honor of the Seinfeld podcast ending with Alexander Chester, but uh, he was not interested. Yeah, there's really not a lot of good ones. No. So I made a list. I, you know, in, in case we drafted, I had eight series finales that um, I was willing to draft. But okay. I mean, is there any you hate? Like, what's your least favorite series finale? This present company excluded. Right. I think this is uh, pretty low on my list. Um, give me your list. I'll tell you uh, what. OK, uh, my the eight I had. I was willing to draft were The Wire, which is okay. very which was solid, but maybe, a, you know, not one of the better episodes of The Wire. A little on just the nose. Little on the nose. Uh, Parks and Rec had a really good finale, mm-hmm. I thought. The Wonder Years has a really good finale. I mean, they do a lot of like mansplaining where Spoiler, it's like the dad died. The dad died. The, he went to, the, you know, the army or something. Right. Like he just it's a lot of it's a lot of them explaining the last five minutes. I think he doesn't marry Winnie Cooper. Super spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But it's you know, it, it gets it, 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 you know, tears at the uh, uh, you know, you, you might you might tear up. Paul this Pfeiffer becomes Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, that's the big twist. Mm-hmm. That's literally the final the final shot. The tag is he's singing. uh he, you know, he's singing. Uh, I, I can't think of any Marilyn Manson song. Uh, Friday Night Lights had a good finale. I thought I didn't watch that. The the, the finale. You I never watched Friday Night Lights, or you quit seasons, it? and then I sort of petered out. No, oh, okay. Um, Cheers, I thought had a good finale. Some people don't like it. I thought it was good. It's okay. Uh, the show review, I really liked their finale. They only had about twenty episodes of the whole series, so mm-hmm. it's, you know. But take it what you will. But I love the the review finale. Um, Mary Tyler Moore show had a great finale. They all famously like hug and at the end, I, I believe the show or the station gets canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Newhart, not the Bob, not the famous Bob Second Newhart show, one. but then he had another one, um, which. But did you watch that nobody, show or you just like so looked it, at a list of TV uh, sitcom? Ah, so I say I knew that like, see, that's a Chester question, but no, it's, it's a fair question. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, it used to be on Nick at Night and I watched the whole Nick at Night. I was not super cool in like seventh grade. Yeah, so I watched the whole Nick at Night lineup for I even got the book, which had like the episode. It was like a giant Nick at Night episode guidebook. Mm-hmm. And it was so like I could like check ooh like who's in this one and what episode is this? Like uh, it was it was incredibly dorky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said like I hit it when girls came over. But it, in, in all honesty, no girl came over in seventh grade. <laughs> um, hey, but the yeah, Nick at Night episode guidebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, la- the ladies love it. But uh, even guys, I would have to hide that from to be fair. Uh, but yeah, the, the, they had the Bob Newhart show. And then after that ended, they had Newhart. It was a lot. Of, they, I really did watch. Like people make fun of me for not having seen old movies, but I've really seen like every episode. A lot of those, like Lucy and Dick Van Dyke and Dream of Genie. Like they, you know, I pounded those shows. Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome right. back, Cotter was my fave. Um, and, okay, so yeah, those are those are my uh, series finales, and and obviously Dead Last for me is lost by just you know so many miles. Yeah, but for you, what is the big difference between the Lost finale and the Seinfeld finale? I mean, the Seinfeld finale, their you know expectations were just like make us laugh. So maybe you think they made us laugh, and maybe they didn't. But like they tried something big. Lost finale, they spent five years, you know, and and right. fifteen, the sixteen. Expectation yeah. was that they was it basically like oh, don't worry, like the finale will save you, and then the finale didn't save anybody. Yeah, they. I mean, they spent you know not to spend an hour on Lost here, but like they 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 pro- they promised answers. They never gave them, and then they said we never planned on giving answers, and the, the, you should have enjoyed the journey. What about the and Sopranos I, I, finale? Where do you come down on that? I, I, you know, it's an incredible, it's really great until the last scene, honestly. It is, mm-hmm. I haven't rewatched it in many years, but the, the only thing anybody remembers about it is the final scene. But when Meadow is parking outside, you're sweating, right? right. You're like shaking. Like, right. I, you can't imagine. The, of course, the problem is like, when you think your TV breaks, like it has to knock the finale down from an A to like a B minus. Like mm-hmm. when every single person on earth, I'm sure you felt the same way. I certainly did. Like, uh, I can't believe the TV went out. This must have been like a like a hacker, you know, at like right. uh, the, the TV went, went out, out at 1059. Right. Uh, I, 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 Bill Simmons always said if they kept the HBO logo on the screen better then you know, maybe people would have been cooler. Eh, I don't know if that would have made a difference. But I, you listen, even if, if Tony dies, I think that's considered the best finale ever. If 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 they just if they gave you an answer, they said Tony dies. I to me that it's just the best finale ever. Maybe people have it higher than the wire. Number one ever. I I, I do. Th- I, I think they botched the landing a little bit, but the 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 finale as a whole is just as as tense of an hour as I could ever remember. 
you're sitting there super nervous. You care so much about those characters at that point, no? Yeah, no, it's very exciting. And uh, I definitely rewatched it a bunch of times during the that week it was on. There was like this big essay about did Tony die? Did Tony not die? Uh-huh. It just to, the, you know, that that ending, not to be completely off the beaten path at this point in the Seinfeld podcast. But I think it was just that the David Chase wanted to like mess with the viewer. Yeah, which too is cool not, for like, school. Yeah. You don't want that to be, and your he didn't last do that. Impression. Like Damon and Carlton, at least mess with the viewers for five seasons. Like that, David Chase did not really. Me- he, you know, it wasn't like they didn't have a lot of cliffhangers. Like, ooh, is that person dead? You'll find out. Only, only, uh, what's his name? The uh, the only the only thing that's not tied up is what's the guy's name? Silvio, not Silvio. Um, Furio, Furio, who goes back to Russia. Right, we never see him again or whatever. We don't. Know I think he go, well, it goes to Italy. He goes to Italy. Yeah, why would he go to Furio? Go to Russia. Oh, I don't know. I thought he went to Russia at the end. I'm not sure. Um, There's a uh, Russian guy from the Pine Barrens episode that that people always wanted to know what happened with that guy. Oh, that's okay. I'm mixing up two things again. I haven't seen you know, you're you're never going to do one of these again. I don't think. But like if you had infinite time and all, you know, in the world, I do think like it would be cool to rewatch this show. Just that show in particular, I think like the first two or three seasons really hold up. But I think that seasons like uh, four, five, six, a and six B, I think that you get into some really like uh, thin. Yeah. When you're in New Hampshire, I agree. You would almost have to do like five episodes at once. Like we, we couldn't spend an hour. Can you imagine like the post show recap? Like, all right. They were like, they had their shirts off in New Hampshire and they were just talking and it was boring for the mm-hmm. last four, you know, like yeah. that would have been rough. But right. you're right. The first few seasons are so great and the end is great. And even in the middle, there are, you know, it'll be like clunker, clunker, clunker. Something really interesting happens. But I hit or miss. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Craig from Vancouver says it's ironic that this episode came so close to the 20th anniversary of Princess Di's death uh, because the the law for the Good Samaritans probably isn't the case anymore because cops advise people to not be heroes and to not get involved. Okay. And of course, the 20th anniversary of Diana's death is the podcast, not the episode. Right. Yeah. The episode of the podcast. Correct. Yes. No, the uh, the 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 death was just one year before the episode. Right. Mm-hmm. She dies in 97. Yeah. Um, what did Jared Jerome have to say? JJ says, for me, there have been two main macro reasons why the finale failed. The first one, Rob nailed on the podcast when he talked about how we are not rooting against the core four. They are our heroes, flaws and all, and have been for nine years. Why would LD think we want to see them get their comeuppance? It never sat well with me. The second reason I believe the episode failed was actually one that has long angered me. We can all agree that the core four are clearly misanthropes, and there were numerous examples of antisocial behavior throughout the show. In fact, I'd argue that was what the show was about more than a show about nothing. It was a show about people we could relate to as they appealed to the negative, darker parts of our personalities. This was not done in sitcoms, obviously, and there was no doubt that this was one of the reasons for the success of the show. The problem with the finale, though, was that the characters they brought in to prosecute the core four were mostly terrible choices. There are more cases in which the character on the stand wronged the crew more than the other way around. Allow me to go through some of the witnesses. Marla Penny. So the crime here is masturbation. Are we living in Amish country or maybe the virgin is the outlier here? You had long said that, Keeve. Yes, for sure. Marla Penny, she's, she's too puritanical. I agree. Okay. Bubble Boy's dad. Okay, maybe George shouldn't get into a fight with the Bubble Boy. But one, Bubble Boy was clearly a jerk. Two, it was Susan that popped the bubble. And three... It was an accident that only happened because the bubble boy was choking George over a disagreement in trivial pursuit. Advantage core four. Yeah, I'm on the same page with him. The handicap woman. Seriously, she's testifying because someone who parked in the handicap spot only spent $240 for her on a used wheelchair instead of the 6200 the salesman was asking for for a new wheelchair. It was a nice gesture to get her anything. Yeah, no, the handicap woman we had, you know, she shouldn't have been there for many reasons. Mostly because it was an interesting testimony. Susan's doctor, restrained jubilation, I call BS. George did act weird when he got the news, and we as an audience know he was sort of happy, but the doctor didn't act that way at the time, nor did he seem to mind that he was George's doctor in the summer of George. For the last time, George did not in any way kill Susan. The fault is with the invitation company that somehow got away scot-free. Yeah. What if the Rosses were in on it? Uh, In on (laughs) killing Susan? Yeah. Boy. 
I do like my I, I don't believe that, but I do like my Rosas theory from last week. I am proud of that one. They were funding the prosecution. But they funded the prosecution. I think that's a good uh, I one. I do like that as well. Uh, Bookman, Jerry forgot to return a library book. Let's put him away for life. The Low Talker. Jerry actually wore the horrible pirate shirt on the Today Show, embarrassing himself and potentially hurting his career because he was going to be a good friend and a nice guy. It wasn't until Brian Gumble kept making fun of him that Jerry badmouthed the shirt. Let's blame non-sports Gumble. Brian Gumble. Yeah. The sponge pharmacist. Uh, he let's draw and quarter Elaine for wanting to practice safe sex. That makes sense. Mr. Pitt. He was a bad boss and an unlikable character regarding the alleged suffocation. Elaine was bringing him the pillow so he'd be more comfortable. That was a nice thing. Yep. Yeah. Elaine. Elaine was really, you know, she did have good motivations in that episode for sure. Soup Nazi. The man is called Nazi and he's the one testifying. Enough said. Yeah. No all sides to that one. Mm hmm. And then Babu. Let's review the tale of Babu. He opens a horrible restaurant. Jerry seems to be his only patron. Jerry tries to help him improve his business, gets him an apartment in Jerry's building. And when he was out of town and the mail was put in the wrong box, Babu might have to get deported. But wait, Jerry then offers to take care of the situation by getting, and I assume paying for a lawyer to handle the situation, unfortunately, or fortunately for this horrible character, things don't work out and Babu is deported. Trump would despise Jerry for how good he was to an immigrant. Fail, fail, fail. Uh, the, <laughs> so Jared Jerome, really season nine MVP. He really uh, he brought it. Too bad we didn't have him the first eight seasons. But Amir sends us sort of the opposite. Uh, uh, Jared is going through the people who did testify and say why they're at fault. I said to Amir, who else do you think would have been a good witness? And Amir, you sent us a, ve- a very detailed spreadsheet chester style for about 37 different people he thought could testify and i'll rip through most of them now okay so uh is starting with the revenge in season two amir says that rick levitan george's boss george drugged him in an office party by sticking mickey in his drink that would have mm-hmm. been a good guy to testify again some with the early ones it's just people won't remember their face we already have too right. many people like you need in my mind you need a recognizable face for the most part unless like your story was just like uh you know in- incredibly memorable uh, the laundromat owner that Jerry put cement in the washing machine. Roy, that would have been a good visual. That right. would have been a funny visual. Roy, the dentist, uh, who because Jerry pressured him to write prescriptions for massages. Uh, here's a really good one from the suicide. Martine, Jerry's neighbor. Jerry tried to steal his girlfriend while Martine was in a coma. I feel like that definitely that guy definitely should have been, uh, uh, you know, testifying. The LAPD. There's a funny one from the trip. Kramer and George and Jerry rejoice and dance because somebody else was killed and quote the murderer struck again mm-hmm. right that was you're right I, I think the lapd you know maybe the rosses didn't you know according to our theory they really just canvassed manhattan they probably didn't go all the way to la but so right. they missed they missed that one the judge from the ticket kramer purges himself by making up a story about potentially killing himself for failing to become a banker uh mm-hmm. sid fields from the old man the gang uh, takes his record collection breaks his dentures and then loses him in the city uh, mm-hmm. The disabled woman, a disabled driver is injured because George Park's in a handicapped spot. Uh, Denise Richards from the pilot. Her father, Russell's killed when the gang concocts a scheme to make him obsessed with Elaine. Uh, she could have also mentioned the whole, uh, you know, snuck a peek thing. So I, I think yeah. Denise Richards would have been a great, uh, uh, you know, probably couldn't get her probably uh, at the I height of her power. Probably like it was like the week wild things came out. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think they could have got her. Uh, the dog owner from the glasses whose dog was crushed by an air conditioner because Kramer was negligent with the AC uh, mm-hmm. from the Briss, the hospital administrator. George is selfish by complaining that the person who committed suicide ruined his car. Yeah, that I mean, it's a funny story. I don't know if people would remember the administrator, but that is a good point. Um, yeah. Uh, the family of Fulton. Jerry killed Fulton by making a sick man laugh to death. Uh, mm. uh, the Goldsteins from the raincoat. Jerry makes out with their daughter at the movies during Schindler's List. That would have been like a funny five second anecdote to uh mm-hmm. to say what about rachel goldstein from the hamsters george tricked her into eating lobster for the simple reason that it's against the jewish faith bonus was this a hate crime um uh yeah that rachel goldstein that would have been a funny one and then she yeah. could have like you know we could have gotten to the shrinkage thing on the stand and then george just freaks out uh it was mm-hmm. i was in the pool that would have been a good one uh miss rhode island jerry kills her trains birds and her chance at being miss america that would have been funny right uh nypd from the big salad kramer aids and abets the escape of a fugitive Steve Genderson, who's wanted for murder. Uh, Misha, the gymnast from the gymnast that Kramer screams caused him to fall from the high wire. Uh, Bette Midler. 
I don't know if you could have got her for the finale. It would have been yeah. like Larry David doing Bette Miller's voice. But George hospitalized her by running over her over during the charity softball game. You probably uh, could have got the- her before Denise Richards, who had wild things come out in March of yeah. 1998. So you mean uh, Denise was a little bit too big at this yes, point to be hot. in this? Too hot. Yeah. She didn't really capitalize on that. I don't think she was in a lot more stuff after that. Yeah, she ended up uh, marrying Charlie Sheen. Mar- marrying Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that was her meal ticket. Um, Mr. Morgan from The Wink. George got Morgan fired for insinuating that he'd been slacking off. He also potentially caused his wife to divorce him. Yeah, he did a lot of Jean- wrong to Mr. Morgan. He would have been a good Oh, yeah, witness. for sure. Morgan would have been good, and people would have recognized him. Jean-Paul from The Hot Tub Kramer ruined his chances of winning the New York City Marathon by burning his face with a cup of tea. Leap and Larry. Uh, Jerry burns down Leap and Larry's store, and Kramer hijacks the fire truck, mm-hmm. thereby ensuring that the store can't be saved. Right. He uh, also a little bit makes too- fun of Leap and Larry's disability, according to yes, Leap and Larry. Yeah. According to Leap and Larry, he didn't actually do that. But again, he didn't do a lot of the things. Uh, the NYPD for the bootleg videos and the little kicks. The Japanese tourists, uh, because Jerry almost, they thought that Jerry tried to kill them with the axe and the checks. Mm-hmm. Seth from the chicken roaster. Jerry Peer pressures him into a decision that costs him his job. And he gets Kenny Rogers shut down, uh, causing him to lose his next job. Uh, Mike the Bookie from the Susie. Jerry breaks his fingers because he's owed him m- money and he locks him in the trunk of his car. Uh, like, that's a good, you know, all these are good in terms of what they did. You know, it's just who is recognizable. The ne- this one coming up right now is, is, the, is the one that should have, for sure, it should have testified. The three Mandelbaums. Mm-hmm. We yeah. could have got on the stage, like the, all three of them in the, in the witness box. And them saying like Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. I think like we could, you know, that would have been. Well, I think that, you the know, challenge here. When did Lloyd Bridges die? Yes, I don't know if Lloyd was still around. Yeah, I should have checked that. I out. think that he died before yeah. the end of Seinfeld. But uh, right, so, so I, 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 yeah, Bridges, I imagine it's not. Yeah, it's, it's something. Uh, how about that they, this for weird? I believe yeah. Lloyd Bridges died the weekend that Wild Things came out. I'm not sure <laughs> if that uh, maybe that he somebody screened that for him and and yeah. that was uh, way like uh, too much. I think it was a Nev Campbell fan. Um, Jerry puts all three of them in the hospital, and then Kramer's Cubans ruined their crepe restaurant. Yeah, they definitely had a case. The Mailbums. Gladys I, I, Mayo. Actually, I'm, I, I'm incorrect about that. He died ten days before Wild Things came out. Oh. You know, there goes that theory. Uh, Glass Mayo from the Lenium. Uh, Kramer poisoned the salsa and made her customers ill. Uh, Darren, the intern. Kramer somehow managed to shift the blame to Darren, who's put away for a, for a long time in the voice. Also in the voice, Mr. Tomasulo. George pretends to be handicapped and then his revenge allows Kramer to drop the bowl of oil, thereby closing down play now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celia from the Merv Griffin show. This is a good one that we did say at the time. This is one of the worst things Jerry had done. He drugged her to play with her toys on multiple yeah. occasions. Right. That's that was good. pretty bad. Stanky Hanky in the apology after trying to deal with his alcoholism and put his life back together. George caused him to go back off the wagon or on the wagon. It's been 108 episodes. But we're not sure which one's correct. Uh, Phil, Jerry's neighbor from the strong box. Kramer kills Phil, kills Phil's beloved bird. And then Jerry digs up its corpse. Yeah, that was pretty bad and very recent. You wouldn't recognize Phil, but, you know, I feel like the jury would have been mad about that one. And then Zach uh, Penner from uh, from the bookstore. After struggling to get clean from the yam yam, he's run over by Kramer's rickshaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. amazing job by Amir to go through the entire series and really, you know, come up with a case, uh, you know, worthy of Jackie Childs. Okay. Chester for the last nah, time. Let's, let's skip Chester. I think just, we're out of time. Let's just <laughs> let's just wrap this up. All right. Chester for the final time in the Seinfeld post show recap before we get to the Frogger well, when he can ask his at the Frogger. Is he going to say, yeah, is he going to like come up in person and say yes, his questions he'll come in with like a legal pad? Yeah. Say, okay, first thing. Yeah. All right. So he wants to know, why is James Kimbrough surprised that George knows how to spell his name? He's a famous guy whose name should always be in the media, especially the trades that a writer like George would be very familiar with. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's weird that you like if you met like Nicole Kidman, you're like K-I-D-M-A-N. She wouldn't be impressed. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, right. I'm a but famous person. Of course you know my name. Sure. I know. But still, he, in his mind, he's Nicole Kidman. Also, Chester says the jail has a dartboard on the wall right next to the cell. Seems like a bad idea to have a bunch of sharp objects within reach of the jail cell. Yeah, that's weird. Why do they have a dartboard? I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Chester says the justice system is out of control in this episode. He says, why are four people in the jail? They would immediately postpone when the trial commenced. Jackie Childs is an awful lawyer. The prosecuting attorney asks a bunch of leading questions and he doesn't object once. The prosecuting attorney should be held in contempt. Should we just assume that because of Sidra, Jackie Charles was off his game? Yeah. Like uh, a boxer. Uh, I think, yeah, for sure. You, you, you're not supposed to, you know, 
two weeks before like the World Cup or the Super Bowl or whatever, you're supposed to like abstain. completely abstain. Yeah. Yeah. You celebrate afterwards, not beforehand. Right. That's what Marla the Virgin said. And then so, uh, she should And, and also lawyer. Chester's never been in a courtroom. I mean, maybe as a as like a defendant, but certainly never as a lawyer. So what does what he know? Yeah. We'll have to ask him if there's a connection between uh, abstinence and uh, being effective as a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably has charts about that. No question. <laughs> Also, why is Jackie completely surprised by every witness? Did he do no preparation for this trial? Does the clown court allow the prosecution to bring in surprise witnesses? And why yeah, they, they should have had a list, right? Yes. Like, do that. I mean, maybe they just made a list of like 50,000 people no, they and they didn't actually think style. they would come. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is. It, yeah. Latham, Massachusetts is famous for its, you know, surprise witnesses. <laughs> why does the judge <laughs> yell at Jackie when the prosecutor starts ranting about a pee party? Yeah, that's a good question. Why is Marcelino testifying about the core four and cockfighting? He's the cockfighter. Yeah, we said that last week, but that's true. Um, yeah. Chester. By the way, I went through like how many times Chester's emailed in Amir and Johnny Silvera and Craig from Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I think Chester was the winner at 153. Wow. Good on Chester. He did it. All right, uh, Keith, we said last week we were going to talk about some other ways that they could have done the finale in order to get mm-hmm. everybody together that wouldn't have been a court case. Did you have a scenario that would have worked besides a court case? So you mean get everyone together, meaning like have sort of this uh, parade of guest stars? Right. I mean, I, I think the, the argument is you don't have a parade of guest stars. Like if I was just making a perfect finale then maybe I wouldn't do this. Or at least if I was you and I didn't like the finale, that's what I would have done, right? So you say that there's um, no scenario that they should have attempted to try to bring everybody in. I mean, I don't hate... You could have had... So what you could have had is like, what if they all die? And then like the funeral is just like, everyone gets up to speak. Mm. But they talk about how bad they are. That's kind of like even darker. (laughs) Yeah, that is darker. (laughs) Like Babu saying they were very bad men. Yeah, but... Yeah, I, I, that I wonder, or, or but like I think what you could have done though is like if somebody, you know, I don't know if you if you'd want to do this, but you could have had like somebody like go into a coma and then everybody people coming to pay their respects, but then they don't ultimately end up dying. Uh, you could do something like that. I, I wonder, but could you do something dark as well, like that? There's going to be like some sort of a of a bomb, and they're all like headed into a bomb shelter, and that uh, that things are uh going crazy down there in terms of like the the, the same sort of things that they would have in like a normal episode uh, yeah i would have like yeah, i'm trying like to think Cuban like missile crisis yeah but like why do they need to go through memory lane what if like they're forgetting something person, they like the soup nazi shows up also right Banya oh yeah so there. everyone yeah i mean it, it's all pretty similar maybe it wouldn't have been as dark um yeah maybe like bob sackerman oh here's what happens like it's like Cuba or some unnamed country tries to bomb them. But then it turns out like Bob Sacamano sold them like a really crappy like nuke that didn't work. <laughs> and that's how the series ends. Something like that. Like Kramer <laughs> got involved. Yeah. But I, but, you know, it's hard because that season four finale where they did a show like uh, so many ideas are similar to that. Like what Ariel was pitching where, OK, well, oh, they're, they, they're doing a play and every, everybody is coming to like opening night. And they kind of had that on Curb Your Enthusiasm in the season where they did the producers where everybody had gone to the show and was like reacting to that, uh, the, you know, seeing Larry in the play. So that's just a good reason to get everybody together. Like a wedding is uh, how a lot of different shows end up doing it. I wonder if they should have maybe like, uh, you know, set that up where somebody, one of the characters was getting married. Like if you did it like where Kramer was getting married and it was Kramer's wedding in the final episode. And then you had all these people that were showing up as the wedding and there could be some sort of like uh, hijinks going on at the wedding. Yeah. I mean, like you say. A wedding has been done before, but, you know, maybe it's if we're trying to solve the problem of being too dark, then maybe that's uh, right. You know, that's and actually answer. no finale screwed it up worse in terms of sitcoms than How I Met Your Mother. No, that, right. Right. We didn't talk about that before. But in terms of bad finales, the How, how I Met Your M- Mother finale where they spent the whole season. I know Johnny DeSilvera is going to write angry emails. We're never going to read here because he's a, yeah. a big uh, Himium fan. Um, and. Uh, right. They spent the whole like they, they introduced the character with five minutes ago and expect us to care. It was awful. I was like a, a master class in in inanity. Yeah. 
So again, it's harder to just like uh, not screw it up than it is to get it right. I agree. I agree. There's probably if we're making like BuzzFeed style lists of the best and worst finales, it's easier to make the worst finale list. You have to go to shows like New Heart that people don't even, you know, only remember for the finale or St. Elsewhere. Like shows like that, that the only reason you ever mention it now is because they had good finales. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the bad finale shows are, are a dime a dozen. Yeah. Um, all right, Keeve. Is there anything else? Uh, no, that's it from the mailbag. That's it forever from the mailbag. How are we going to do the mailbag at the finale? People are going to bring their questions. Yes. What if they're not there? Okay. What if you're, what if like Johnny Severe is not coming? Can you email in a question? He can email a question, but I have to give preference to the people that are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else are we promising the people are going to be there? Um, very little. Very little no, promises. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what else, what else will we be doing? Like, can we roast? Can we roast the audience? <laughs> We're going to do crowd work? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to do crowd work at the end? Are we going to like, are we going to like go? You know, get them up there and 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 torch them. <laughs> I don't. Th- are you trying to get people to not come? No, I I, th- I thought that would be a big selling point, but you're saying it's not. You come Maybe to the finale so we it. could make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we're just. How about we? we how about it's like the roast of Alexander Chester? I mean, you could roast Chester if you have some good, uh, some sick burns. I mean, I've really spent the last 180 episodes sort of doing it. I'm not sure I have my A material anymore. But right. Now, stuff. should we try to see if we can get the room long and then you guys could do go right into the live 32 fans podcast? No, well, what day of the week is it? Tuesday. We could do like a football recap. The Jets will be one and seven, hopefully then. Hopefully. They, they got to stop blowing it and keep yeah, winning they the stop. games. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Something's got to happen. The mm-hmm. problem, you know what the problem is? Not uh, you know. injuries. Yeah, no, no. Here's the problem. Injuries don't matter. If you have no good players, who cares if a guy gets injured? The next guy up is just as bad. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no one who's like, well, if they get hurt, they're screwed. No, there's no one who if they get who if that person so gets hurt, the they're problem? screwed. What's the problem? I, I guess it's just too easy to win a game in the NFL. It's, it's like really easy. E- it's like really easy to go three and 13. That's what no, I'm saying. The Jets out. really blew it when they didn't sign Jay Cutler. They had he was right there. Yeah. And they let the Dolphins get him. Yeah. Who knew that Josh McCown was OK? Yeah, like a thirty-eight-year-old Josh McCown. They should have signed Luke McCown, his brother. I feel like that would have worked out better. <laughs> they signed the wrong McCown. Wrong McCown. Hashtag wrong McCown. Hashtag wrong McCown. All right, uh, Keith. Do we have a hashtag for this finale episode? This mailbag. Um, I mean, you don't want to do wrong McCown. I don't know. The, I also like that we, you know, we really made it uh, very, very evergreen by talking about the Jets. Uh, you know, hopefully someone will like find this podcast in, uh, <laughs> in like twenty twenty-two, and they're like. You know, someone, someone important don't have like, a franchise quarterback. Like Ariana Grande is going to find it and tweet about it. And we're going to be like, oh, man, should have been popular when we were on the air. Should have been. And the uh, Jets, I thought right. But maybe yeah, that is evergreen, like the Jets being bad, but not bad enough to have the number one pick. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess the hashtag wrong McCown. Who would have thought that that's where we would go for this final mailbag from good news, from bad news, bad news, to the wrong McCown. <laughs> that's right. All right. So, Keeve. You and I will be getting together and uh, we're going to do a little bit of a very short preview show for Curb Your Enthusiasm before we kick off our season nine of Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. This is not a Curb rewatch. This is watching new episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm coming to HBO. Right. Uh, And and we should add, we've said this before, but it's going to be on a different feed. So how do people find that feed? So what you either can do, A, if you're already subscribed to everything we're doing on Post Show Recaps, uh, you'll be all set at postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes. We have not submitted it yet to iTunes, but if you go to postshowrecaps.com slash curb in a couple days, if you can't find it, either find it on iTunes, on Post Show Recaps, or at postshowrecaps.com slash curb. Yeah, and do we have a name for that podcast yet? I, it'll probably just end up looking like Kirby Enthusiasm Post Show Recap, a podcast about something. Yeah, this is a podcast about nothing. That's going to be at something. Now, how is that? You know how that show is going to be different than this show in terms of the podcast? Yeah, like how are we going to do anything different, or is it going to be kind of the exact same thing? I mean, uh, do you have any ideas to do it differently? No, I, I would just you know. I, mean, I, I kind of feel like this is ask. all we know. Yeah, this is all we know. I mean, we don't have to do character grades because it's really like one main guy's perspective. Right. So we could we'd cut that out. I think it'll be a little shorter also, if we're being honest. Might be a little bit shorter. Because I think the episodes might like be an hour. Not an hour and a half. Right, right. We don't have to like. Right. There's nothing historic about the average episode. Of mm-hmm. Right. So there might be, you know, oh, this is something that happened in previous season and resetting that. But I have a feeling it might be a little bit tighter. Hard to be less tight. Hard to be less tight. 
uh, the truth is the finale I thought would be like five hours. And it ended up, I think, probably being five hours, just over two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, or four hours over two parts. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think it'll be probably yeah. hour episodes, and hopefully, Scott Pierre did not think it was uh, short. He did not think anybody listen, got short Scott, there, Keith. We love you, but it was, it was like people would have been mad if it was a short episode. It's, <laughs> it's fifty-five minutes of TV time. That's like a Game of Thrones episode. Yes, which, in fairness, Rob podcasts about for an hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right after it's on, not twenty-five years later. Right. Um, yeah, I think uh, hopefully people will join us. If you like this, it's, it'll be the same thing. Yes. All right. So that's going to be at posterrecaps.com slash curb. Of course, you could follow Akiva on Twitter. He's at Keev26. I'm at Rob Sisterno. Akiva, do you have anything else about Seinfeld until we are together again in New York City on November 7th to talk about the Frogger? No, I just thank you, everyone, for listening. You know, maybe then we'll be a little tighter on time or yes. we'll be dealing with, you know, entertaining people in, in person. So right. you know, just and thank you to everyone who's announced where it's going to be us. yet. And Akita said, well, how are we yeah. going to let people know this is the last episode? And I said, well, they just have to listen to the Curb Enthusiasm podcast. Listen to the Curb, or, or, or you could just, well, obviously we're on the Facebook page. So what's the, the URL for Go the Facebook event? Postshowrecaps.com slash Frogger. We'll post updates there. But I, I think I have a feeling that just about every single person that's going has some sort of online relationship with us. Right. Oh, right. What's weird is that the people who don't, if, <laughs> by the way, who if, might be bots. You, if you're right, we were discussing this before, and if you're right, if you have never interacted with us, if you're not in Rob's patron group, if you are, we know who you are. If you're not someone who emails every week and you said you're coming, just send us a tweet or even write in the Facebook group. Say, hey, I'm not a bot. I'm real. I just shy and I've never interacted with you. Uh, or email me at my name at Gmail or something like that. You, or you know what we should do? What we should what? do is uh, we should roast the bots. So basically to all the profiles that said they were going that aren't there. Yeah. If you said you were going and you didn't show up, then then uh, then we're going to get like your Facebook page up on the big screen. And then Akiva is going to roast you. Oh, I actually really like this idea. If you're if you're if you like if you say interested, I, I tweeted this, but I think Facebook events is like if you say you're coming, you're like thing about coming. But if you say you're interested, you're for sure not going, right? That's just like my friend is out of the country and he keeps writing like he's single and he keeps like, I'm interested in the singles event, which he's clearly out of the country for. So why are you saying you're interested? Like, um, but yeah, if you're if if you wrote that you were coming and you don't come, that's who the roast is going to be about. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. So just okay. like off the top of uh, my head, let's see some of these people who we don't know. <laughs> just beware. You, if you don't call them out. Oh, I'm calling them out right now. If they come, they're not getting roasted. If you don't come, Allison Clue, I don't know who you are. You seem nice, but I've never heard from you. You, if you come, great. If you don't come, you're getting burnt. Uh, who else? Wow, <laughs> Eva Mordecai, you're getting burnt. <laughs> you're you're getting roasted if you don't show up. Uh, who are these wow. other people? Uh, I don't know. Charlotte T O B. Charlotte. <laughs> I hope you'll bring your uh, yourself to uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan or else uh, we're roasting you. <laughs> wow, Nelson okay. DeSmooky. I, I hope to see you there, Nelson. <laughs> Kiva. Wow. Yeah. This is like a new uh, heel turn for you. <laughs> Wait, was I the good guy this whole time? <laughs> You're coming. Jessica Battery. Are these the, the going people? These are interested. These are the going. Oh, the interested people aren't showing up. These are going people who I don't know. I, most of these people are, are our friends. We know them. Uh, they yeah. tolerate us at the very least. But, uh, you know, the interested people are bots. Other than, okay. like, people who we know who, like, have actual, like, hey, I might not be able to make it to New York or I'm not really interested. Yeah. <laughs> but right. Some of these interested people I know 100% are bots. All right. <laughs> well, this is. If, you're uh, in, if you write interested and you show up, you're also getting roasted. <laughs> you got to be in the going category by the time you're get. You're, you're, what do you get if you're interested and you show up? Yeah, if you're interested and you show up, we're roasting you. What does Paul Borges have to look forward to? Well, Paul Borges, he, oh, he's, <laughs> oh no, if you if you actually like have contact us and say like, hey, uh, you know, work might not let me get out in time, or you know, I'm flying in and I I, I literally might, you know, I'm going to try and come for the end, but uh, you know, yeah, and if we know mm-hmm. you and you don't show up, forget it. Don't even don't even think about trying that Edmo or Chester or any of these people. <laughs> we'll go one by one. We'll spend. We won't mention the Frogger. We'll Has just, Chester RSVP. Let's see. Alexander Chester. Yeah, he's coming. OK. All right. 
So it's all it's all happening, Keeve. All right. So hope to see many of you in person. Keeve, I will talk to you soon about Curb Enthusiasm. Thank you to everybody who's been listening all this time. Uh, we will uh, wait until November to get really emotional about the end of this journey, right? Yeah, I think we should cry in front of everybody. That's like the Thanks hook. so much, Scott St. Pierre, for all of the editing and to Mike Moore for all the recapping. Keeve, that's it? Mm. Okay. I mean, for now, this, this isn't goodbye. This is just okay. so long until three years from now. In the words of the great Wyclef Jean, we'll be gone till November. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.